You are listening to Strip Talk Podcast, an educational podcast that discusses unpopular opinion about us, you, me, the society, and culture. And to tonight's episode, enjoy. Okay, with me this evening, I have the very beautiful and intelligent Natalie Jang. And Natalie is a human resource expert with a focus on talent acquisition. She's certified with Human Resource Institute as a professional in human resources. She also has a master's degree in human resource strategic management from the University of Liverpool, United Kingdom. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. Great. All right. So Natalie, considering the topic that we're discussing this evening, do you believe everyone is born with a talent? Oh, yes, most definitely. I feel like for every individual, there are a certain set of skills that are not replicable. And that is what makes the talent um talent unique and this okay. is why people are always the most valuable asset in your mm. organization mm. from what you have said that means there is a possible mismatch and that is the reason why people are not living up to expectation in the in the various industries that they find themselves in. oh yes for sure so seeing as everyone has a unique set of talents and mm. they also have a different kind of education experience okay. the trick find someone i would say a round peg for a round hole just to make sure that they are a great fit mm. for the exact position that that you're recruiting them for Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I mean, you are the expert here. This is also similar to what I just asked earlier. Why do you think employees find it difficult to get the right person for the skill set of their of the job they require? Can you use Nigerian setting as an example, right? Because uh, I know that it's more about the money now to survive that. But yeah, let's hear from you. Well, I believe there's the number of factors that play into that. Mm-hmm. Um, organizations find it hard to find qualified talent because um, it may come from the aspect of organizational planning, whether that job is designed in such a way that it fits very clearly with the deliverables that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the organizational structure and design. You also have the job description, which has to be very well um, defined for you to know the kind of person that you're looking for that role. Um, Additionally, um, some of the challenges that we may face sometimes are um, false, you know, false experience or people who play up their experience to to be different. But this also now comes to, it also now comes down to what are your equipment strategies? What are your verification methods? How do you structure your interviews, right? So that comes with, you know, selecting and identifying who the right person is mm-hmm. and uh, also basically setting that person up for success. So where you have someone who meets all those qualifications that you're looking for, mm-hmm. you also have to make sure that they have the right tools that will make them successful in that position. That's wonderful. Um, so, I mean, talking about the organizational planning, you you know, you mentioned, there seems to be an unequal skill sometimes when it comes to skill and character, you know, with or skill with character 
and character without skill, something like that. What? Okay. Yeah. And of course, we know that we need both, right, to function. So, yeah. what? How can how can employers solve this problem? Um. So basically, skills without character, character without skills. For me, I believe that character is one of the most important things when you're looking for an employee because um, character, I would expand that to mean their aptitude for learning, their attitude, their passion, and their ethics, mm-hmm. right? So when you have those basics um, sorted out and you find a candidate who is one very quick to learn on their feet, um, who is very passionate about the position that you have hired them for, and are also uh, people who are maybe like you would say a minimally qualified person so of course you're not able to let's say take a managerial role and give it to someone who has had no experience with working in that sector or in that business that would be a complete misfit but when you find a candidate who is at least minimally qualified Mm -hmm. uh, and they have those aspects of their character that are able to um, create that value for the company then I think that's half the battle so I know that uh, one of the things that we do currently is we focus on past experience and skills to recruit individuals but we have to expand our mind to Mm -hmm. also look at potential look at um the candidate's trajectory some of the things that you can look for in a candidate is their education um what has their life experience been um in so this is this goes beyond just the resume because the resume has you know their maybe past experience the schools that they attended and maybe some of their hobbies or things like that but we should also look at a a well-rounded representation of the individual like even their volunteer activities what they have been doing in their downtime Mm. projects that they taken that's a very good indication of what their capabilities are okay all right what will you say about the employer who keeps terminating people's jobs i think it says a lot about the employer or the organization so like one of the things i first mentioned was okay organizational structure and design Mm -hmm. as a business owner you have to carefully evaluate what your workforce is supposed to look like Mm. What are the things that you need for your business to accomplish? And you divide that into various responsibilities and mm. various jobs. So this can be as wide as, you know, a multi, like a multi-layered organization. Or if it's a small business, you still need to identify you as the CEO, who is the person who directs report, uh, who reportedly directs to you? Um, who are you going to be working very closely with? Now, what kind of support does that person need? So if this is a multi-level organization, and let's say as a CEO, you have a manager for operations, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a very operation. You have a manager for operations. Now, who are the people that are going to report to the manager of operations? What is their job description mm-hmm. as the manager? Is this an individual contributor role or is this a leadership role? Mm-hmm. So you have to that you have those things in place. That way you can you can definitely understand what you're looking for. 
So when you have identified what your organizational structure is, the accountability or like the span of control Mm -hmm. or the layers, right? Then you can decide, okay, now I know that I have a manager for operations. I'm going to have maybe um, people who report to them, maybe analysts or um, officers or specialists or however you want to classify that title. Mm -hmm. Now, that title doesn't just come with, uh, it doesn't just come in a vacuum. Um, So another thing you have to also add uh, in the title is what is the market standard type of job description? So it's not enough to say someone is a client care um, professional. What is, what is their actual duties? Are they going to just handle clients Mm -hmm. or are they going to, handle other administrative responsibilities. You have to be able to create a title that suits that particular job. Mm-hmm. And within that job description, you don't just have the title and you know responsibilities. You have to figure out what are the individual accountabilities of that person. In addition to that, you have to focus on what their support accountabilities are. So you have to have what you expect them to bring as individuals the things that they're going to be handling independently and also how they're going to interact with other aspects of the business or other people within the team. So you have support accountabilities, individual accountabilities. Also, you have to identify what are the key metrics of that role? What are your KPIs going to be? What are the specific things that they will need to accomplish for them to know that they are performing well in that job? Um, you can also examine things like what their key capabilities are. Yeah. So this doesn't, uh, this doesn't stop at maybe their qualification or degree, but are they able to communicate well? Are they able mm. to um, key in data? Are they able to use some certain software? These are things that... Uh, an employer has to figure out Mm -hmm. um also maybe also identify what their decision abilities or their their decision rights are in that role is this a role where they will have to get approval for every single stage or do they have control of some certain things they can do on their own Mm -hmm. um lastly from that you can deduce what the position requirements are so based on that if they're not leaders if they're individual contributors if they have a low span of decision rights you can then say okay we need someone who has maybe zero to one years of experience we can take someone who is just fresh out of school we can take someone who may have just had secondary school experience but uh, secondary school qualifications but has worked in a similar industry right so setting yourself up for success with a very well thought through job description is the first step to getting candidates that are competent so it's not just about the candidates coming to you and you hiring them and just leaving them to their own devices to figure out exactly what they're supposed to do. You have to show exactly and demonstrate exactly what you're looking for from the job description to, first of all, attract the right people. When it now comes to interviews, you have to structure your interviews or or your um, selection criteria very thoughtfully. Join us next week for the concluding part of this episode. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. Don't forget to share with your family, friends, and foes. Till then, my dear friends, Godspeed and keep well.